Good afternoon. It's Thursday, September the 16th. And thanks for being with me here on this edition of NL Newsday. It was a bit of a lengthy presentation today. It was about an hour long, looking at Highway 5A. And this is coming after a presentation was made to the TNRD board. I believe it was back in the spring on the same subject. Now, today's presentation was made... I guess, to the general public via Zoom from this community group to talk about this recent community-led traffic study that has been done um, and go over some of the issues that the group says has now been verified through this study. Now, concerns were raised in regards to truck traffic and uh, the presenters asking the province to take whatever measure, measures are necessary to ban non-local large truck traffic on a highway that it says is inequipped to safely accommodate such traffic. The group thinks that trucks should be traveling down Highway 5. It is a shorter trip by car, but for heavily loaded trucks climbing the steeper terrain, what had time to their trip as opposed to taking Highway 5A? And there was also quite a bit of talk about noise concerns that come with that traffic as well. So to talk a little bit more about it all, please to welcome back to the program chair of the TNRD board, Ken Gillis. Ken, how you doing this afternoon? I'm well, thank you, Jeff. Well, always appreciate you taking some time to join me here. So uh, I guess I'll start with just the overarching issue that was being discussed here. And, you know, we'll go back to that presentation that was made to you, uh, you and the TNRD board back in the spring. I mean, they raised these concerns at that point in time. And, you know, you heard them out. You spend a lot of time asking some questions about what was going on. But it didn't seem at that point in time anyway that the board had near the concern that uh, these presenters, this group has gotten together to try to outline to you. Uh, has, has your tune changed at all, I guess, over the course of these last three or four months here? Well, certainly, uh, I, I don't really understand uh, what you're saying, that, that the board didn't seem to be as concerned because uh, the board indeed did vote uh, to support, to send a letter of support to Victoria uh, on behalf of the people who were advocating for a ban on heavy truck traffic on Highway 5A. So uh, that's, that is the board's position, and uh, of course it's, uh, it's a position that I support okay. in, in light of the fact that uh, it was the will of the board. Yeah, maybe I'm just misremembering the meaning because it was quite a bit of time ago. So that that's entirely possible. My memory sometimes gets uh, gets a little bit away from me here. So I apologize for maybe misrepresenting the views of the board there on that one. So there was a, a lot of talk, I guess, specifically about just the fact that Highway 5 is probably more suited. I mean, you look at the infrastructure itself. It's a divided highway. There's more lanes. It does make more sense to try to move truck traffic from Highway 5A over to Highway 5, even if it would add a little bit of time to those who are, you know, transporting goods across the country here. Uh, but at the same point in time, I guess, you know, is... Is there much that the board could even do? Because this is really coming down to, to a provincial decision, not so much something that the district can really talk or, 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 or make an impact on. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because it is uh, not just first and foremost, but solely a decision of the provincial government. All we did was vote to support the, uh, the people who were advocating a ban for heavy truck traffic. So we did send a letter to uh, MOTI in Victoria saying that we supported their efforts to uh, to that end. And uh, really, beyond that, there isn't anything that the regional district can do. It's completely out of our hands. Have you heard it all from, from the Ministry of Transportation or anyone from the government since sending that letter of support? You know, I'm sorry, Jeff, I don't know if we have or not. I, if, if we have had a response to our letter, I certainly haven't been made aware of it. 
Well, I'm sure if you had, uh, it would have been passed on to this group, and I didn't hear it mentioned at all in their presentation today. Um, I, one of the things that did stand out to me as I was listening to it, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to their presentation, but like I said off the top, I think it's pretty similar to what was given to you guys um, earlier at the TNRD board around that table. But Chief Harvey McLeod of the Upper Nicola Indian Band spoke and, and says, you know, we have to stop and have a look and make this place safer for all that utilize the roadway from Merritt to Kamloops. He says we have to do something, and we have to do it now, because he doesn't want a situation where someone dies on that highway. I mean, this is clearly a, a big concern about those ranchers in the area and other road users who are on that quite frequently, that there's just too much truck traffic. I mean, I was looking at their stats, and I think it was almost 25% of some of the traffic that's heading down that road is large trucks. And that, that's, that seems like a crazy high percentage to me. Well, I don't know the answer to that uh, because I certainly haven't done any study. And the last statistics that I heard uh, coming out of uh, Ministry of Transportation certainly suggested that uh, there there were fewer uh, accidents on Highway 5 here, a very low incidence of uh, truck crashes compared to similar highways elsewhere in the province. The, the difference here is that it was pointed out to us as a board, and the difference here is that there is another route available. Uh, many truckers prefer 5A, but when I was driving truck, I preferred 5A, simply because the, of the punishing grade mm-hmm. on the Coquihalla. And uh, you know, in the summertime, this past summer with the extreme heat, I never, ever drove from Kamloops to Merritt without seeing at least one truck broken down beside the road. And mind you, there's a lot of trucks on the Pocahontas, so it's not, I guess it's not really surprising that you would see a number of them broken down. But uh, as I say, those grades are punishing. And, and well, I don't even have, even have to talk about what they're like in the wintertime. But, yeah. um, I, you know, having said that, it is, uh, it is a wider highway. It is uh, certainly not so subject to having people uh, fly off the road and, and, that kind of thing, which is which has been happening on Highway 5A. I've been the first person to acknowledge that. Uh, so, I, I, you know, it's uh, it's an ongoing question, and, and uh, I doubt very much that, that this presentation will make a difference in terms of uh, the Ministry of Transportation's um, uh, position on this any more than our any more than our letter did, but. Uh, it, as, you, as you know, it's uh, it's an <laughs> it's an ongoing thing, and it's obvious that the people who are advocating for a ban are not uh, are not about to give up on it. So we'll just see where it goes from here. Absolutely, that's that's uh, a great point. We'll we'll just see where it goes from here. They're pretty adamant. They're they're pretty vocal, and they're sending out these. You know, releases to us. I got a whole package here earlier today of the entire study that they have done. And, yeah, they're, they're not going to give up. So we'll see what happens. We'll have to just leave it in the province's hands, I suppose, because that's who's going to be making a final decision if this is even really contemplated uh, throughout uh, as they continue to voice their concerns on this. Now, just to change... Yeah, I've, I've, been keenly, I've been keenly interested in this question. And uh, and I was uh, disappointed that I didn't get an opportunity to uh, to see that presentation. But as you know, we're in the middle of the UBCM and all the Union of British Columbia Municipalities convention, virtual convention. So I didn't get an opportunity to have a look at that. Yeah, yeah, it's been a busy week for you. That's that's for sure.
Just to, to switch gears while I have you here briefly, Ken, um, you know, last time we chatted, we talked about the lack of action we've seen from senior governments to help those who have been deeply impacted by wildfires this year. You know, the people of Lytton, people in Stump Lake and Falkland, homes lost, lives, you know, left in shambles for many individuals. Just curious if you have heard sort of any movement in getting them, you know, either the dollars or the resources that they need to help get them back on their feet, get back to life here. I know the federal election seems to be maybe standing in the way of, of things moving as quickly as they would like, but has there been any change since the last time you and I spoke? No, as far as I know, at least as of yesterday, there's been no change in the province's approach. Uh, we have ongoing discussions with the uh, BC uh, over support for people who have lost their homes. And, uh, you know, there are, as always, details and glitches, but we're working to try to move things along. But as you point out, it is the question of uh, what the province is doing and what the province is prepared to do. You know, for our part, we're trying to cut red tape and get things uh, like building permits and so on issued promptly. Yeah, so the TNRD is doing what it can as a governing body, and, and that's that's awesome to hear. And now we're just kind of waiting on those senior governments to step up and, and do a little bit more than what we've seen so far. Yeah, we understand that there have been some snags in the top-up funding from the Red Cross, and we have made the Red Cross, uh, made sure the Red Cross has uh, all of our damage assessment information, which I was told uh, the Red Cross had said they needed before they could uh, before they could top up those payments. So they have that, and we're hoping they can get the permits out pronto. Uh, we, we're working hard also to try to get the provincial government to relax some of the newer restrictions on uh, things like the proximity of buildings to highways or proximity to uh, water that are new restrictions. So if your house burned down and it was too close to a waterway or to a highway, um, under the new restrictions, you wouldn't be able to rebuild on the old site. We're trying to get the province to move on some of that. And we've had a certain amount of success on that. But, but, and our staff is, it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. Our staff is uh, uh, making every effort to help in that regard. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's definitely a story we'll continue to follow. And I really hope that those who have been impacted can get the help they need as soon as uh, as, as possible here at this point. Ken? Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't imagine that. The, the position, it's, it's just something I don't It's horrible to contemplate what those people are going through. Absolutely. I'm sure I'm sure you've heard from a lot of them yourself and, and all that they're going through. So, you know, you, you know, not firsthand, but definitely secondhand, I'm sure, of what's going on. Thanks so much for your time, Ken. As always, enjoy talking to you whenever you come on the show and really appreciate this this afternoon. No problem, Jeff. We always appreciate hearing from you folks. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of UBCM, and we'll chat soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There is Ken Gillis, the chair of the board for the Thompson-Nicola Regional District, speaking again to those Highway 5A traffic concerns that have been brought forward by this local group that has been continuing to voice its concerns about that heavy truck traffic that is going down that highway. We heard uh, during that presentation from Chief Harvey McLeod of the Upper Nicola Indian Band, who was talking about he doesn't want to be seeing anyone lose their life on that highway. He wants to see something done before it comes to that type of a situation. You don't want to be seeing those reactionary movements by a government saying, oh, man, we, we didn't realize how bad it was, and now that someone's lost their life on that highway, let's take a second look at it. We 
probably want to be seeing action taken prior to something like that being the case. So it is interesting to hear from this community group that continues to be vocal and, uh, you know, has been funding these own the, their studies themselves to be looking at the traffic counts, looking at the collision reports, getting information from ICBC and putting it all together in a comprehensive package. So I did enjoy listening to some of that presentation today. It was about an hour long, and as I mentioned off the top, it was pretty similar, I think, to what was presented to the TNRD board uh, earlier on this year, back in the springtime, and they're continuing to make sure it, it doesn't go away. They don't want this issue to be lost. So my thanks to Ken for coming on and talking about that, and hopefully, again, as I mentioned late, late there, that uh, those supports for those individuals who have lost their homes, lost their livelihoods, been dealing with fire impacts for the last number of weeks and months here that they get the help that they deserve not that they need but they truly deserve